Welcome to the Breaking Through with Apollo podcast, hosted by Greg and Thomas Beckers. We're here to give you an inside look on the entertainment industry through the lens of an actor and a manager, and we're here to help you break through in your own career. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breaking Through with Apollo podcast. We are here with a very special guest today who had a chance to talk for a couple of minutes with Carla Houle. Different shows like um, Narcos, movies like Rambo, which everyone I'm sure knows, and a couple new ones coming up like Selena and Coyote. So, Carla, thank you for being with us here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's nice to have you on. You know, we were having a good conversation before. I almost want to make the whole podcast about dating in L.A. now. <laughs> or Greg, Greg's eternal bachelor life and, and just me telling him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get into it a little bit. How did you uh, get into casting originally? How did I get into casting? Well, I'm like fourth or fifth generation in the film industry. My, I actually, you know, I was living in Mexico. I got married very young. I got divorced very young. And because of that, I sort of had to, I come from, you know, it's a different culture and, and I, I, I wasn't working or anything. And so I had to create something out of nothing. And funny enough, my dad and my uncle that are producers, they went to Mexico to shoot a film and they invited me to work with them and they put me in casting. Um, and that's, that's really how it started. Um, that's like you stumbled I, into it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really liked it. And I start, I started casting in Mexico. I cast down there for five years and then I, I moved up to LA. Um, and yeah, I mean, my dad's family, they're all from here and my mom's family is from Mexico. That's why both, you know, Do you, go back, do you still go back a lot uh, to Mexico? Where, where in Mexico? Mexico city. Okay. Mexico city. Um, I don't go that much anymore. No. I'm usually so busy, I don't have time. Yeah, I mean, the only I guess now we, we have a lot of time, but we're not allowed to travel. <laughs> exactly, so, right? Yeah. What made you uh, decide to kind of stick with casting, especially because you kind of told a story, you kind of stumbled into it. Um, what made you stick with it? Because like you said, you work an incredible amount of hours from, from, from what I'm hearing. Um, it takes up a huge part of your life. What, what keeps you going? Like, what's, what, what keeps the juice going with it? Well, um, I enjoy working with actors. I really do. Um, I think what I like the most, I mean, of course, I love, you know, watching the final product, the film, the show, whatever, and seeing all those characters from paper, you know, go turn to life. Um, but what I really, really love is, is that we can change people's lives. That is just like the biggest gift for me, you know, like, like for Coyote, you were saying, you know, I cast this, this girl from El Salvador and her life changed, you know, I mean, her life completely changed because of that opportunity. And that just, you know, that's just the best thing that can happen to me when things like that happen. And, yeah. and I, know, I know you're also really passionate about obviously Latin actors, and, and I've read some of your articles and interview things. I've kind of, you know, stalked you a little bit. <laughs> and, he's a bachelor, that's why. That's what he does. He's, he's coming This is what I do in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, well, because I, I sort of fell into it because when I moved to L.A., um, because I speak Spanish, because I know how things work in, in Mexico and all Latin America, because I've taught also workshops in Spain. Um, 
I, I have that connection and I speak Spanish and I also understand the different accents and know the different cultures and know all these things that like maybe, you know, an American casting director wouldn't know. Um, and I think with time at first it was difficult. There weren't many Latin shows, not a lot of roles, you know, always the same stereotype of roles, you know, the gardener, the gangbanger, the, uh, but things have changed. Now we have a lot of shows and we have normal people, not only those, you know, um, and there is more of a need to, or people are more open to casting real, authentic. And that's where I come in because I have the knowledge of, and I think sometimes I drive people crazy like agents and managers where, no, but he doesn't speak native Spanish or he doesn't speak native Colombian, you know, it's very specific. And it's what I say, it's like, you know, you can't cast like a Puerto Rican actor to play a Mexican speaking Puerto Rican because it's like casting a British guy to speak to play an American speaking. speaking so yeah. Um, so because I guess because of my, my knowledge, I, I sort of just became the person to go to for this. So um, that's, that's how it all started. And then there are so many talented people out there in, in all these different countries, you know, um, all Latin America, Spain, Portugal, um, even France, I've worked with, you know, and, and there are so, I just like to discover new talent. That's, you know, and even here, I mean, even here, I am the kind of person that will look at breakdowns and look at someone and there'll be something that attracts me to that person. And I look at the resume, they might not have a lot, but I always bring them in and give them a chance because you never know, you might find someone great. Yeah. And I want to follow up a little bit on what you're saying. because You mentioned earlier that you know how to ask kind of like maybe questions that an American casting director wouldn't ask. Uh, so like, what kind of questions would that be? Because I, I know with the accents, I I actually know quite of the differences with some of the accents because I love South American culture. He's only dated <laughs> Latin women, essentially. I don't think he's ever dated. Yeah, actually, that's actually true. Colombia. So. Yeah. Oh, you too, right? What's yeah, that? Tom too. He's married. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so um, I know the difference, like even hearing, Colum I can speak a little bit of Spanish. I can get by a little bit. But I, I know Colombian Spanish compared to Mexican Spanish compared to Puerto Rican Spanish is so different. And even some of them have like a sing-song quality. Others are faster, slower. It's, it, it's very different. It's very different. And then not only every country, also in every country. Yep. It's like in the U.S. A New Yorker doesn't speak like a, really? a Californian or a Texan or a, someone from Boston. Yeah. Right? So it's very, it's very specific and you need to be able to, to see that, to, to hear that. And not only that, how people look as well. There are differences. Yeah, let's talk about that. There, there are differences like, like in, in Puerto Rico and in Cuba, Dominican Republic, all the Caribbean countries, you find a, a lot of Afro-Latinos, for example, right. in Colombia, right? Yeah. That's something you don't see in Mexico. So first of all, going to the Afro-Latino thing, it's funny because I post breakdowns and I say Afro-Latino, people don't understand what Afro-Latino is. So I'll get pitches where, you know, submissions where they're either Latino or African-American, right? Gotcha, yeah. um, and it's not, the, it's not the same thing. No. So, or I will get a pitch of an Afro-Latino actor to play a Mexican role. And I'm like, mm, that's, 
doesn't work. And it's hard to be explaining all the time, all these little differences, you know, and, and, but, but I am very, very specific. I am very, I like to be very, very authentic. So even the mannerisms, like if you're going to cast someone who, who to play someone from East LA, you know, you can't cast someone from like someone coming from Mexico or someone from New York or someone, unless they can do it, of course, if they can do it, perfect. But it's mannerisms, the way they move, the way they talk, the, may, the you know, the way they speak. Yeah, like some can pull it off. If, if I remember um, Narcos, um, the main one, main guy was uh, from Brazil, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah. Wagner Mora, he's, he's Brazilian. Um, he did an amazing job. He, he didn't speak Spanish and he went to Colombia three months before and he learned. He went to Medellin. And he learned Spanish and he did the, the, the Medellin accent. He had a slight accent. So at first people were a little, you know, but he did such an amazing job yeah. uh, that, you know, I think everyone got past the fact that he at first had a slight accent because yeah. he, he just, act, he's such an amazing actor. Yeah. Like obviously for my, when I saw it, I had no idea. Like I had just assumed he was Colombian. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, you know how you Google after you see something, so you need to know everyone's backstory. And also, oh, he's Brazilian. That's yeah. that's even Portuguese. So did he look? Did he speak Spanish? Like I remember looking down. I was like, oh wow, he learned that. He 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 learned it for it. That's and incredible. Yeah, he did an amazing amazing job. And Narcos is a show. I mean, that's that's very much what I do. I mean, Narcos talks about everything. What I really do, you know, I, which is find new talent from yeah. all over the world um just good actors because i've had it's it's a blessing that i don't have to cast names i mean lately we've put in a few bigger names here and there but it's always open to just casting the best actors always um and from all over so i have people from spain from colombia from venezuela chile argentina mexico um everywhere just you know from everywhere um, is there a lot of pushback with that at all from like studios or anything like that with the name thing? Cause I, I do, I've noticed that you do cast, I would say not, I don't want to say newer, but yeah, you give more of it like newer actors a chance for a big role, which is great because it's yeah. already so hard. So it's awesome seeing that, but you get a lot of pushback from that? Depends, depends. Like with Narcos, no, not at all. It's, okay. it's been great. Um, it's been great. Uh, for other shows, I do get some pushback sometimes. Uh, they'll want, and the thing is, unless we do things like this, like what I'm doing with Narcos, when are these people going to, when are we going to have, a, a, like, they, they ask me, okay, sorry. They ask me for a list of name actors that are Latinos, right? We yeah. all, we have the same list for years and years, you know, the same ones, the Benicio, uh, Antonio Bandera, Salma, I mean, the same ones, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. when are we going to have like the younger Antonio Banderas and the young? I mean, when is that list going to grow until we give all these actors an opportunity to become become name actors? We're going to be stuck with the same list forever. That's so true. I do feel like it's always it was the old like the, not I don't want to say older but older names that are always the ones getting thrown in. And yeah. it hasn't been that much. I got new names as much. You know. Yeah, and sometimes I get a little frustrated because. It, even people just will just ask for the same actors all the time. And I'm like, can we be a little bit original here and, yeah. you know, find someone new, a fresh face. And, and the show like Narcos shows that it works. It works. 
you, you know, people don't know all these actors and still it's a very successful show. Yeah, and, and with the Latin actors, when they say, oh, get us Latin actors, that's such a broad thing to say too, because like you were saying, it's so different per region. I remember when I was in Colombia, Barranquilla, people looked very different than in, uh, in uh, Medellin. Yeah, or in Medellin, yeah. I'm saying Medellin wrong, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, right really. now with the accents. <laughs> and I'm sure also just the, the essence. I think a, a lot of what I heard you say was like, every location, every person has their essence, just like, even in Spain, if you're from like the Catalonian area, you have a different essence than someone from maybe like mainland Spain, whatever it is, you, you know? And I think that must be very hard to capture if you're not actually from there. And I think you'd probably be very in tune with that. Yeah, yeah, it's the mannerisms. It's, it's, it's the culture. It's just everything, you know? It's just everything. And I, I'm fascinated by, by that and by, you know, when I don't like, one time I got interviewed uh, for a project that had nothing to do with what I've ever done. And it was all Asians. Mm. And I did two weeks before my meeting, I, I did like a big research and I dived in, you know, into all the differences between, you know, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, uh, Filipino, all, all the different Asian countries and their mannerisms and the way they look and that the, just everything. And it's fascinating for me that I didn't get the role. I didn't get the role. I didn't get the project, right. but it was, it was, it was, I, I, I learned something new. So I like to do that. Even though I know a lot about the Latin world, sometimes I still have to do some, some research or sometimes I have difficult things like casting real people like narcos, you know, um, some shows I, I just have to cast real people. So you have to do more research and, or Selena. That, yeah. that must have been, that must have not been easy. I feel like you got a complete Selena lookalike as, as the main actress. I mean, she literally looks just like Selena. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I mean, we saw thousands of girls. and That was a massive, a massive um, uh, uh, search. And I, I saw so many tapes, so many bad tapes. And I was all the singing. Uh, by the end, I just couldn't deal with this. Probably hate her music now. <laughs> I, I can't I can't listen to that song anymore um but at the end of the day see you know we ended up going with an established actress but she's perfect for it so That's but cool. we're yeah. also finding someone new you know yeah, I, I like hearing all that too because it makes it way more authentic and I think that's also what made Narcos a success and will make, will make Selena a success it's so true every, every region even even from our country and we're a tiny country it's belgium oh, yeah and the way we speak dutch you can't even understand in holland barely because it's such slang i mean even different provinces in belgium like if you go like an hour west to the west flanders like i can't even understand what they're saying half the time it's the dialect is, is so incredibly different yeah um, it's like like in italy i lived in italy for a year and every single city like i lived in Perugia. And Perugia is a, it's a, it's a little town between Florence and Rome, or it's like 10 minutes away from Assisi. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, love, I love Italy. I think it's a, I love Italy. I love Italy. I lived there for a year. I just love everything about Italy. But it's the same thing. People from Perugia have a dialect, and people from, I mean, Napolitanos, you know, I mean, and, and it's a completely different thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know about Belgium, but um, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like 30, 40 minutes apart is humongously different already. And like the whole South side is French and the whole North side is Dutch. So you have like, it's almost like a split in two country and then, and then every province has its own dialect. It's so diverse, even though it's such a small country. Um, yeah, it's interesting actually. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very interesting country. I, if you ever get a chance to go, definitely. I've, I've been, I've been. I've been. Oh, where'd you go? I went to Brussels, I went to um, Ghent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you choose Ghent out of all places? Normally, everyone chooses Bruges. <laughs> oh, and I did go to Bruges as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was a while ago backpacking. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Did you have all the chocolate? We have the best chocolate. I did have the chocolate, yes. And the friend I was traveling with, she just absolutely loved chocolate, and she would buy all sorts of different. <laughs> Every second shop is a chocolate shop. It's actually like that in Belgium. Oh yeah, yeah. She 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 actually gained tons of weight because she between that and Nutella. Oh, oh yeah, Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when there wasn't in like Nutella for a while was just in Belgium. Believe it or not, now everyone here loves it. But yeah, I think it wasn't even that popular twelve years ago. Off track. Well, we could talk about Europe for a while, but <laughs> I got another question for you actually. Yeah. Well, just to say about sorry about Narcos to go to another side of Narcos is casting Americans that speak Spanish. Yeah, what's that like? Because I, I've rarely heard an American have a good accent in Spanish. As you know, it's not like in Europe or in, like in, even in Mexico and Latin America. People speak more than one language usually. Yeah. Here, it's really hard. Um, so it's very challenging. It's a very challenging thing. But it's funny. When I do, I mean, the actors that I have found that speak Spanish, they are so grateful. The American actors that speak Spanish, they are so grateful to have the opportunity to be able to act in Spanish. Yeah. So that too, that's also another thing that's really, really, uh, really nice about the show. Yeah, that's really nice. That's actually really cool. Um, yeah. I kind of wanted to backtrack a tiny bit. Um, it, what's something that you wish you had known starting off your career? If we go back to the beginning, I know you stumbled into it a little bit, but if there's anything like that, you're like, ooh, I could, like, this would have been nice to know. Um, well... I would have liked to know how unstable it can be. Um, <laughs> we all know about that. <laughs> I, never, I never paid attention. I mean, I was on set since I was a little girl. My, you know, my grandmother was a ballerina, and she was in uh, uh, she was she was in films of you know like Cantinflas. I don't know if you know who Cantinflas was. He was a big well, and, um, and I was you know I I've always lived in it, but I never really realized how how this industry works, which is pretty unstable. You know, it's sometimes you have tons of work and sometimes, I mean, lately, thankfully, the last few years on wood, I've had nonstop work, but there were several, especially the first years I moved to LA, it was tough. I mean, sometimes you would have something and sometimes you wouldn't have something for months. And, you know, it would have been nice to just kind of be a little more prepared for that. So to keep going on that and I think this might be interesting especially also interesting advice maybe for actors because the up and down thing is so true um like something that helped you like you were saying that you wish you had known that earlier what's something that kind of helps you dealing with that I mean when you're living the highs you're all you're fine you know when you're working you're fine obviously but what about those down moments where you're like when's my next job coming well, try to stay creative and stay uh, active in the sense of, you know, taking meetings. Um, um, when, you're, when you're really busy, you don't have time. But when, when, when not, I would, you know, 
like even right now, I mean, I'm getting a lot of requests for, you know, general meetings. Right. Like, like, like stay active because I think activity, you know, movement brings more movement. I do believe that. So if you just stay and if I don't move, I get depressed. I mean, I just, you know, so stay active and stay in touch and get, get in touch with the people I've worked with and just, you know, my dad always tells me, you know, people forget. I mean, we know a lot of people. We forget. Just shoot an email and say, hi, hey, I'm here. You know, yeah, go up to, yeah. like, remind them that you exist. That's so, uh, that, that's so true. I, I love that you're saying that because, funny enough, that's, I, I get on my actors all the time about that. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, make sure that, you know, your reps always know that you still exist. You know, as a manager, I have a smaller roster, so in general, I don't forget. Uh, but as an agent, they have a lot more. So I'm like, hey, just, you know, have contact because people forget. You know what I mean? So it's just good to do that. So it's good to hear that from casting perspective, too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, bring some Belgian chocolate. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had a question as well for you, particularly. What is your vision? Obviously, the industry's changed a lot, going more towards diversity. And like you said, there a lot of roles used to be very stereotyped and that is changing. What is your vision for the industry still or where do you see it going or where would you like it to go still? I mean, I think we're, we're getting, we're working on it, but I think we're still, we're still far from being there. You know, I mean, there are the shows like Narcos that it's obviously it's, you know, it's, it's all Latino and, and American, but it's very, it's completely diverse. But then you will have another show where there will be one or two uh, roles that are Latino, for example, mm-hmm. and their names will be generic, not Latino necessarily. And the role is pretty generic. It could be anything. Right. So it's not written in a way that it's, actually latino but they make it they just choose to say it's that person that role is latino just to put in diversity diversity right or asian or whatever Uh, i think it needs to it needs to go deeper than that uh but from you know the writers and i think it needs to start diversity needs to start you know in 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 the whole crew you know writers producers showrunners yeah um, I think that's that's important, and it shouldn't be as simple as as oh well we couldn't find a Latino then let's go for an Asian or oh we couldn't find an Asian then let's go you know or oh or sometimes they'll just go oh let's just go back to America to white to you know um, so that and I think it's in everyone's I mean casting directors too we have the responsibility of saying hey what about this role couldn't we make this role diverse you right. know. Yeah. Push for that. Um, and I always try to push for that and push for not just Latinos, but diversity. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, and to piggyback off that, like once they, so once we get into like the audition process, what's something that the actors can do or not do? Maybe that's even a better question. What's something they can or shouldn't do? that really helps them with things that you've noticed in casting, because it's, it's nice to hear the advice on your side, kind of what you see and you're like, Oh, please don't do that. Or, Oh yeah, that's, that's what we're looking for. More of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I don't know. Generic question. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are the typical things that everyone tells you. You know, when you walk in, don't shake the hand of the casting director. I mean, I'm I'm Latina, so I'm I'm you know, I'm 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 I like hug the actors. We do kisses on the cheek in Europe. I'm used to that too. Yeah. Right. So, but in general, I have been in situations where an actor comes in with the head of casting of a studio, and they want to shake the hand and. They say, no, I don't shake hands. And what happens? The actor in that minute just goes down. I mean, it's it's an instant, re, re, you know, uh, rejection. Like, yeah, yeah. they get their head. They get their so head. Yeah. If they just don't go there, if you know that shouldn't happen, I do that. I tell that a lot to foreign actors because they don't know that people don't really like to shake hands here um, and forget about kissing, of course. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's like, yeah, you can't do that all the <laughs> Try that. <laughs> yeah. <Maybe>. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, so things like that, or, you know, I like one thing I would advise actors is try to be readers. Oh, I, have, I have a lot of readers and it's, there are two reasons why I have a lot of readers. One, because I think it's very important for actors to be readers because they see this side and they can, they, they, they see us as casting how we are and we're normal people and we want actors to come in and do a great job. And it's not, we're not the scary people that, you know, they, they create in their minds. Um, and also they see what actors do, what they do right, what they do wrong. What works, what doesn't, yeah. What works, actually what really good work. advice. Yeah. And I've had many readers get cast. Interesting. Well. They're in producer sessions, and, and then the producers will be like, oh, well, you're great. Let's, you know, and they end up getting cast. That's good to hear because I guess um, that would be the fear sometimes for an actor. It's like, oh, isn't that going to put me in this, like, I'm the reader box and I'm not like a serious actor? You know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's not true at all. No, it's not true at all. It's yeah. not true at all. I've had, I've had readers go off and become serious regulars on shows. That's really so. good to know. Um, and oh, to follow on that, no. what, what do you look for in readers? What do I learn readers? Well, well, I mean, I have, because I have such a diversity on shows, I have, you know, and different languages and different, because I've done also, I've, I did a, a, a French film and a Swiss film, and I have so much international that I look a lot for international actors. And then I'll, I'll, it just depends on the project, but in general, just good actors that are, you know, willing to 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 learn open to learning and being you know professional of course as yeah. well you know yeah. because i'm counting on that actor to come in and be there on time so that he can you know because for me it's also important that actors that come in and read have an actor reading with them yeah and not me you know just reading and not giving anything i yeah. want them to have an actor so they can actually yeah that's that's way better they can, right uh, it's it's so important I, I tell my actors the same thing it's like always have someone good reading with you for your auditions and like even like i never help him with auditions because i'm a terrible reader he's <laughs> and i know that you have to understand you've never seen somebody who reads as bad as he does like it's like <laughs> even in my worst situation i still wouldn't ask him to read with me it's like a black hole of energy with reading with him yeah well but but as an actor, you need to be prepared for that. Yes. Because you might go into a room and you might get someone who's reading like that. Right. So you need to be prepared for everything. 
This makes me feel better too because now, now it's a strength that I'm a bad, a bad reader. <laughs> well, that's not your job, right? No, no. You're not supposed to be a good reader. So, yeah. um, but actors should be prepared for all that. I mean, anything can happen from having a bad reader. From, I mean, I think it's very important for actors to come in and not read the room. I mean, don't pay attention to whether the casting director is on the phone doing something or the other person or who's there, what they're doing. Just go in and do your job. Become in prepared. Obviously, everyone says that. I mean, it's not yeah. you. Uh, but come in, be prepared, go in, do your job. And then if they adjust, whatever, then, then you know. And if you have a question, ask. But don't be that, that actor that keeps asking for more takes and more takes and more takes because sometimes our schedule is so crazy and at least me when i see that an actor has more to give i'm gonna work with him sometimes they'll come in and they'll nail it at the first take and that's it i don't need anything else and if i do see they have more to give i'll work with them right um but many times we don't have the time and it can become annoying and it talks about the insecurity of the actor and the, the, that they're desperate. I mean, I've had actors actually ask me twice to do it again and then walk out and then come back, requesting oh, to please do it again. Yeah, I guess you see everything at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, you see everything. You, you definitely see everything. But it's, 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 it's not good. Now, if you have a question, I think you should ask it for sure. Gotcha, and with the, with the auditions as well, question about that, when they come in, like, what is your thoughts on like how social they are? Because I know a lot of actors, they get like a little fearful, you know, just like you were saying, they're like, ooh, don't want to make any mistakes. And I, I personally think that's not a good mindset to go into any room. But like, what's your advice on, hey, how talkative you can be, just be yourself, like what? Well, I mean, it's difficult to you're asking me that because I'm usually the one who's talking too much. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually saying, I'm so sorry. I'm, I just went off talking because I feel like it's important for the actor to come in and feel a warm environment, feel safe and comfortable. And that way they're gonna give their best. That's so true. Yeah. On one side. And the other side, that's just the way I am. I'm very warm and I'll talk to people and I'll start chatting and, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I was talking so much. I should let you focus and get ready. And <laughs> you know, I'm like yeah. talking too much, but I think, I think they should just be themselves. Yeah. You know, take fear out because fear is not good in any, in any way, you know, just get rid of that fear, be themselves. Um, and I think, I think it's always important to do the research on who's the casting director yeah. and if they can get any kind of information and how that person is, because we're all different. I'm very warm and I'll talk to people and I'll work with them and I'll hug them and I'll do things that other people might not do. Yeah, and even, even prepare that in your audition, you know, because I notice casting directors that sometimes are just like, it, it also differs day to day, but it's like, okay, just get in, read, get out, like boom, 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 fast. And others like, like yourself, you like to talk a little bit, set the room, set the mood, see that it's right and get them comfortable. And both you need to be a little bit prepared for, but ideally you know the casting director and you prepare that as part of your audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, it might happen that someone, some actors will come in and they're so in the role 
that I obviously don't talk to them because I see that they they're just in the role and they don't want, you know, if I start talking to them, I'm just going right. to mess it up. Right. Yep. So I think, I think they should just be themselves and if they feel comfortable coming in and talking a little bit before starting, because they feel comfortable with that, I think they, they should be able to do that. If, if not, I mean, they should just be themselves and yeah. do the work of finding out because some casting directors do not like it. And some, right. you know, they're, they're like, just come in and do your thing and walk out. Yeah. Right. So exactly. if they don't know the casting director, ask, yeah. ask around. Yeah. So I have another question. What are some of the things you look for when bringing in an actor, when selecting an actor to audition? Because you must get thousands of submissions at this point per role, if not more than that. So, and maybe 30 to 50 go in, maybe less. What do you do? Or what, is, what is your criteria to bring them in? And, and, and to add on to that question real quick, uh, is it, do you, are you looking through a lot of it or is it also like mainly your associate's assistants? Like how does it usually work? Yeah, I'm pretty hands-on. I'm a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so, so I like to go over uh, all the breakdowns. If I am have, if I'm working like in ten shows and there are co-stars like or day players, I will not, probably not do the first, the first go through. Right. Uh, but it's very rare, very rare because, as I said, I'm a control freak and I like to choose everyone who comes in and I watch every single tape that goes out. All tapes that's that good. go out. That's good to hear. I was always curious about that myself. I watch, but that's me. Not everyone's like that. I watch, I, I like to watch everything that goes out because otherwise I feel like, and I've tried it. I've tried it. I've tried not to be such a control freak, but I've tried it where I, I, I might tell my one of my associates, can you please just go over breakdown, bring in some people, and then I'll look at the tapes and I'll be like, right, you don't like it. have a different taste. Yeah. So I do believe that if someone's hiring me, it's for my taste and for the type of casting I do. Right. Sure. Otherwise, they'll go and hire someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm very, very much about keeping it my casting. Right. Um, my taste and it's a lot of work for me but but i do it that's why that's, i was saying that's, 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 i do it work yeah because i was thinking that myself i was like wow that's a lot that's a lot because i know how many, you guys get so many submissions that's a lot but, and you're looking but when i have time look what i do not do and agents and managers might sometimes not like me for that um is that i don't reply to all emails i just can't you can't I mean, like how many do you get a day you probably get hundreds i get hundreds and hundreds of emails so i get thousands of submissions on breakdown to all go through and then i get hundreds of emails and then i get calls i can't do it all right that's that's got to be crazy sometimes so sometimes i just reply please submit on breakdown i go through everyone and and they might be like i'm sure she doesn't but i do i do so yeah. you know like not so long ago, I had one role for Coyote, and it was either female or male, and it was open to all ethnicities in the thir in thirty in their thirties. I got seven thousand submissions for that one role. Wow. And you know what? I went through all of them. Oh man, how long did that take you? It 
took me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> took me a long have time. Some wine, have to get some wine to get through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the good thing is when you were, you were asking of how do I choose? I'm very, I use my intuition a lot. I'm very, very much intuitive in that sense. Like when sometimes someone will walk in the room and I'll be like, this is a person. I'll just know. I'll just, it's just like, this is a, this, this is a person. Um, and in the same way, when I look at breakdowns, I try to use a lot, just guide myself, it might sound weird, but by my intuition. So I look at people and it just calls me. And then sometimes I'll go and look at the, at the, some people I already know, some people I'll just be new people, new people and somebody will be like, oh, who's this person? So I'll go in, look at the resume. Sometimes they don't have a lot, but sometimes they have great training or sometimes not. And as I said, I still bring them in because you never know, you might find someone great. Um, and I do have to say my associates must hate me sometimes because I bring in a lot of people. Oh, really? So sometimes I'll choose over a hundred actors for one role and, and they'll be like, ah, you Carla, know, Carla, you're <laughs> sometimes I'll even choose someone who might not be perfect for that role, but there's something interesting and I decide to bring them in just to meet them. Well, yeah. Okay, good. I want to actually follow up on that part. Uh, well, two parts actually. So when you bring in the people that maybe don't fit the category exactly, because sometimes like actors will be like, oh, it's not exactly my age range. I don't think I'm a good fit, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm always like, look, if they're asking you in it's for a reason, so just go in. You know, yes. what's, what's your take on that? Um, yes, I think, I think they should go in because it's, it's very important to get out there and meet people. And it might, that person might not be right for that role, but then there might be another role and they might be like, oh, you're not right for this, but there's this other role or in the next project or whatever, you know? So when you bring, when you, let's say you bring that type of person and, you're, and you know, like, okay, it's not for this role, you already have in your mind like, oh, but I could see it for something else. Is that why you bring them in? No, sometimes. And sometimes I just want to meet them for future things. Gotcha. Okay. Sometimes I, you know, and sometimes also I have to say, I mean, actors need to work on getting their headshots right. And, you know, because sometimes they look nothing like the headshot. And it's like, uh, you know, but that's why sometimes they might, you know, some people have really old headshots and they'll come in and it's like, you're, Headshot is like 10 years old. It's that peeve of mine. It's not right for this role anymore. Yeah, the headshot. That might happen. Yeah. And that's, that might be the reason why we brought them in in the first place, not thinking they, they you know, going by uh, an old headshot or something. Exactly. Um, but I still think they should go in. I think, I still think actors should go in and, and, and meet the casting director um, or the yeah, associate and, 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 and you know you never know for future projects yeah you never know and and when to go back a little bit on the submissions and all that when you're going through your seven thousand submissions uh, like what are you are you scanning quick are you looking through it are you opening up the profile or i'm assuming you're definitely not looking at reels i don't know like how, i usually how don't i usually don't have the time to look at reels yeah. um i try i try if i don't know who who they are i try to look at their resumes Sometimes I, I, I start running out of time yeah. um, or I'm just have too much to do. And I just go by, by, by my intuition and just, 
I look at the hatch and I'm like, okay, and I just choose like that, just with the headshot. So the headshot, the headshot is the most important thing. It's crazy to me that sometimes there just isn't enough emphasis on that. Like there's still some just like, oh yeah, I got like two, three headshots and it's like, it looks good. I'm like, no, 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 no. Or they'll no. have their like, their buddy take their headshots or something. And like, the headshot is the most important thing. That falls that's in what we're gonna see and we see, that's why I wear glasses because I see so many, the computer has, it's killing my eyes. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah. So many little, you know, headshots on breakdown, it's crazy. Yeah, but that headshot has to be a good headshot and it has to be real because many times, as I said, they look nothing like they do in their headshots. And it's not, it's not beneficial for anyone. No, definitely not. Yeah. And one more on that one, then we'll move on to something else. Um, when another question that I know a lot of actors always have, it's because breakdown has all this stuff now with how they order stuff and they have people with reels, people with, uh, what's it called, the slate shot. Like, how, how does it get ordered usually? Or do you customize it? I don't customize it and it's all over the place for me on my breakdown. I mean, I, it, it's just by the order on, on how they, people were submitted. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because some of, so like I know breakdowns have said before, they're like, oh yeah, like people with slate shots go first and the ones with the reel and then people with only pictures are last. Blah, blah. Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we can choose to, to or, or, organize it differently i haven't done that um uh, i don't know i haven't had time to go in there and see if i can but i don't really i mean sometimes i will go and look at the reel but not not a whole lot because i'm usually too busy if i have more time yes but i'm usually too busy to do that yeah i can imagine i, I, I couldn't um, imagine how you had the time how you'd have the time yeah, no, that that headshot that talks. That how, how, what's the name of the it? Slip shot. <laughs> I know a lot of people are freaked out with that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really love that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really love that. It kind of turns me off. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What yeah. if it's like? What if it's like a small clip of from their reel or something like that? Maybe. Maybe. Because I feel like yeah, I feel like when it just say hey, my name yeah, is. My name is so useless. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. And many times I'll go and click, and then I have selected someone, and then click, and then be like, oh no, and and then un uh, unselect. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do, so what you do? Click the slate shot sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, interesting. A few times, but I try not to because I don't like it. Yeah, that's me. I don't know. In in general, I try to like for my actors. I tell them to put like a part, of their, a small part of their reel up that applies to that headshot. Uh, because I feel like they're just like, hey, my name's Greg, looks weird as hell usually, and it kind of like freaks me out sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't I like that. I think the idea of, of, of maybe, you know, um, putting a little scene or something might be a better. At least it's something useful then, you know what I mean? I feel like hello yeah. is useless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you find if, if an actor has the option to self-tape or come in person, do you have a preference of what you like to see, or let's say you're, you're an actor and asking, what would you advise them? Um, I usually like to see them in the room because that way I, I first I get to meet them mm -hmm. um, and work with them. Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather have them come in now. Having said that, things are changing. 
And I think we're not going to go back to in-person casting for a while. No. So actors should know how to self-tape. Um, and not only that, I have found myself in the necessity of having actors self-tape sometimes for certain roles because I just don't have, and I have two taping rooms and um, I don't have enough. I, 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 some, I've been so busy that I don't have enough time right. to fit in all the auditions for all the different projects. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would have to have, I don't know how many taping rooms and so how many, you know, I mean, it, so sometimes I've had to choose certain roles, usually the smaller roles and have them self-tape. And sometimes I've also, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against self-tapes. I do a lot of casting through self-tapes because like Narcos, most of the show, I cast via self-tape. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And because I work with a lot of international actors, I do a lot of self-tape. I do a lot of um, Zoom or Skype callbacks. I, you know, I'm very, I mean, I've had situations where I have one, the director in Brazil in this computer, and then a computer in front of the computer with the actor in another country, and then the producer in the room, or the producers in the room. Oh man, that's that's a mess. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But I've had, I've had, I've, it's gone to to even to that, you know. Or like for Coyote, I'll have, you know, I'll have the the director and and some of the producers that are shooting down in location, and I'll have some of the producers in the room, and I'll have them in one computer, and the actor in the room, you know. <laughs> so technology is great. It allows us to do all these things. And I think actors should become better and better at self-taping because I think that's kind of going to be a little bit the future, at least for a while. But if you have the, if you can go in, I would say go in. And what's, what's something that you notice with self-tapes? Like, oh, let's, let's rephrase this. What's something that drives you nuts or what you don't like to see with self-tape in terms of the quality? Like, is there stuff like, oh, I see this like wall and it's distracting or sound? Is there something that you're like, ugh? Well, first lighting has to be good. Right. Uh, have a good reader with that, with, you know, sometimes, sometimes they'll have the reader in front with them. It's happened. Well, I've had even little films made. I mean, I've had scenes where like the scene is in, an, in a car and, 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 and they'll shoot it in a moving car. You know, like a little clip, like a little, like a little film. And I'm like, okay, you don't have to go through a lot of Europeans. A lot of a lot of Europeans do that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or, or where where you know they're in a bar, so they'll actually shoot it in a bar, dark with music, and 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 you know. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Oh, you're, giving us, you're giving us Europeans a bad name. <laughs> don't do that. No, but not only Europeans. I've had all. I have all sorts. I've had. I wonder how they come up with that. I've had, I've had. I've had. I've had. I've had. I've had actors that that you know the scene they're naked and they'll be naked and i'm like what okay what yes yes no i've seen everything oh god that is foul i don't know what the word is but yes yes oh my god or you know they're in their underwear in the scene and they'll be in their underwear i'm like you don't need to do that you just really don't need to do that. oh wow that oh. Those are extreme. That commitment, Those, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are extremes. Oh. Imagine the embarrassment to have to send because I had one movie that had this role that the scene was naked, and 
they, they were all tapes from the UK, actually. And of I had to send those tapes to the director and the producers. <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry. God, they must be like, what am I just coffee watching? in the morning and all of a sudden somebody's just straight naked. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But okay. But I mean, the normal things would be good lighting, a good reader, like, you know, a solid background. Um, Not naked. Yes. Basically that. Not naked. Not naked. So, yeah. Oh man, that is just mind blowing. So, I, I, I'm so curious sometimes what they're thinking at that point. So everyone who's listening, <laughs> do not go naked on your tapes. <laughs> oh man, you must have been just like mentally scarred for the day. <laughs> that that was really crazy. That was that was really crazy. Yeah. Assuming that person didn't get a call back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway, so anyway. those. I mean the the normal the normal things. Yeah, the normal the normal thing, just high quality, and then kind of switching lanes a little bit. Um, what what does like successful pitches look like for you? First, from like agents and managers, but also what are your thoughts on when actors pitch themselves? Because I know sometimes they do that. Um, okay, uh, from a uh, agents and managers, well. It, it sometimes annoys me that they'll just pitch everyone they have. Like, like one email and just all of, like a bunch of people? Yeah, like, like, like you know, if the role is in their 30s, they'll go and pitch everyone who they have on in their 30s without actually reading the breakdown, you know, and being right. specific. Like if we're looking for a tall, heavyset guy, they'll pitch anything. Wow. Yeah. And it's such a waste of time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a waste. You no, know, because I have to go through all those breakdowns. So it's 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 it is annoying. Um, I like it when people pitch, having really thought about who they're pitching for that role because it's the right fit. You know, read the break the breakdown like really. And I and I understand maybe some agents and managers don't have the time to read the whole thing, but they, I mean, they really should. Yeah, I mean, I think when you email pitch or phone pitch, you definitely should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so I like it when someone pitches people and I'm like, oh, perfect. I mean, these are right on. This is what we're looking for. So that. And then... Um, yeah, and, and sorry, just, just on, the, on that side still, what, what do you like to see in the pitch? Is it more that like you like to see like a pitch wider right for the role and then like the right headshots like yeah the right headshots and 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 you know the real basically that's 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 what and is there any anything that like sticks out ever to you when they pitch or you're just like scanning through and just like really quickly looking at the headshot and, the, and maybe the really look it's yeah. it, you don't have a lot of time yeah that makes sense so okay. the whole, I mean, unless you you don't have a lot of work and you have the time to read the whole email, I I don't have the time, so I usually just look at the headshots. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. And then for, what about for those actors that, you know, let's say an actor doesn't have representation and the ones that kind of pitched themselves. I know everyone's a little bit like, eh. like what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I just feel bad. I just feel bad sometimes for actors because I know how hard it is. Mm. Um, and I wish I had the time many times when I have time I will actually you know bring someone in for a general that pitched themselves oh interesting um, 
but I, I don't have a lot of time. So I don't have a lot of time to do that. So many times, honestly, and it's horrible. I just delete the emails because I don't have right. the time. I really don't. I hate emails. That's my enemy. <laughs> how many, out of curiosity, how many do you get kind of on average per day? Oh my God. I must get like, I mean, like in the past two years that I've been working like more than five, six projects at a time, up to 10 at the same time, yeah. I can get up to like 700, 800 emails. That's a lot. And, and you look through all of those. I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know how you would do That's that. That's why I'm, I'm really bad with emails. I'm really bad with emails because um, sometimes I will send an email, a generic email to an agent saying, just please post on breakdown, please. I don't, you know, I'll go through. Sometimes I don't even have the time to do that. Um, and the problem is sometimes the important emails get lost because it's so much. Yeah. Um, uh, so, in, you know, when it's, I don't have the time to um, look at the it pitches from actors, unfortunately. No, I can't imagine because I'm just like in my head, I'm already thinking a couple of hundred. Like when I get like a hundred in a day, I'm just like already like, fuck this a lot. And thinking about like six, seven hundred. Yeah. There's just you know why also? Because I work so much internationally that I'm constantly getting every single day I get like maybe about a hundred emails at least of, of, of actors from other countries. Wow. Okay. okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, and then I get also emails from agents from other countries. Oh, wow. So you got not, not just LA and people in America, you're also getting, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, so it's, it's crazy. It's, I hate emails. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get like, you know, like email anxieties, wake up in the morning, you see the little red numbers at like 257. Oh my God. Yes. And, 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 and that's what I was telling. I was telling because I've been getting a lot of requests for, you know, stuff like this. Um, I mean, I still have 925 emails that I haven't gotten to, you know, I don't know if you can see. I'm getting getting stressed just watching it. (laughs) And that's the lowest it's been in a while. Um, I, I, um, that's why I'm enjoying this time so much because I don't have to worry about the emails. I don't have to worry about the calls. I don't have to, I'm like, ah, I'm just enjoying the time. Honestly, I'm taking a break. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough job also because you don't have the time to like, you know, I love to to travel. I love, I love. And you know, every single time I try to organize a trip, like I went to Asia a, a couple of years ago, of course. When that that happened, I had projects coming in and I was like, oh my God, you know? Like, so I worked all night. I mean, I, it was like, you can't plan. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the hardest parts in the entertainment industry for everyone, for manager, agent, actor, casting. It's just, it's so hard to make plans because it's just, it doesn't, and now, especially with the streaming platforms and everything else, there's barely a season anymore. Like really there's not. So it's just nonstop now. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. Yeah. And you don't know, you might have three weeks that are slow, but because you don't know, you can't plan for it. Yeah. That makes traveling really tough. Yeah. And that's one of the things I enjoy the most. 
we're, we're just this is completely not on topic anymore for me but I, i'm actually curious where would you want to go like what country is on the top of your list well i want to go back to asia i want to go i want to go back to thailand um and maybe do like a yoga retreat for a while and just, you know on bali again um but i would love to uh, there are so many places i want to go to i want to go to india nepal um i want to go to some places in south america um australia oh, we live there like, yeah. i traveled a lot europe but i always like going anyway yeah. i mean it's not never ending the the possibilities yeah i think that'd be cool especially like india and like asia is really interesting to me right now because that mm -hmm. book that i told you earlier about mm -hmm. so like after reading that i'm like oh it'd be so cool to like you know if i could find a way to participate in maybe like one day of this like monk training right. I, that's what that sounds out there but like no I, no I, yeah i would love i've always had I've, I've always had i mean this is the trip i want to do it's like a spiritual trip yeah where I'm, I don't want to do India. I would love to do India, but I don't want to do India because I don't think like as a woman alone going to India without not, you know, it might not be the best thing for me to do just all alone. Yeah. Um, maybe if I was traveling with someone, but not alone. So that's why I'm thinking maybe Bali or Thailand. Um, Thailand's, Thailand's nice. Like I've been and it's, it's nice as long as you go to the islands and, and uh, not Bangkok. Well, you know what? Funny enough, I yeah. do enjoy Bangkok. Really? I yes. Yeah, it was just so. It's oh, chaotic. Yeah. It's chaotic, I, but I I I enjoyed it. Yeah. It has some sort of magical thing. I don't know. The river ride there, you know, we took the boat to the river market and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was awesome, Bang. You know, he was. I love it. You know, that's the thing. He was he was hungover and partying, and so I don't know if you saw all the sights. <laughs> maybe i loved it i really enjoyed bangkok really i i traveled by the river Never. yeah 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 I, I love the islands there i thought we did a the islands are great I we mean, did a boat trip all together with our, our all our friends and uh the boat trip was still maybe the best it was part of any trip incredible it was it was just like a, it was like a dream honestly like yeah. some, and um, you know, Vietnam is also amazing. I want to go to Vietnam. Vietnam was incredible because it's so, I don't know if the word undiscovered. It's more undiscovered for sure. It's, a, it's way less touristy than anything that we've ever been to. Vietnam literally felt like, it felt more like an, a real adventure. Yeah. You, know? well, you need to tell me where to go because I actually wanted to do that this summer. I wanted to go to Vietnam, but now with all this that's going on, of course, it's not happening. But I wanted to go to Vietnam, which I didn't go to because I went to Hong Kong and then I went to Thailand and I went, I didn't make it. And I, want, I wanted to go to Cambodia and I would love to go to Nepal. Yeah. Um, but you should tell me. And I want to go to the northern part of Thailand, which they say it's beautiful. Um, I, 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 yeah, I can't believe I didn't go there. I, I do wish I would have I did that. go with a couple of mine and uh, we did like the elephant sanctuary and all that kind of stuff. And like with the whole day, like you get to take this car for like an hour and a half to the jungle. And then it's like this whole, you, you hang out with elephants all day long. They would all got rescued. Um, so, so they're not doing any rides or anything like that. And then you just get to play with them all day and they soak you with water. And it's, it's Aww. like no cell phone connection it's it's amazing it's it's i also kind of love that idea of like no technology no cell phone connection that sounds amazing for like a whole week you'll have like three thousand <laughs> emails in three days and we're coming back 
Yeah, right. I mean, I think we just have to do it at, at a certain point. We just have to, I mean, I thought about this because I wanted to do, I want to do this trip and I thought about, it. I'm not just going to take two weeks and just leave my associates and my team in charge. Honestly, you should. Yeah. Because the, the, when I went, I mean, I took three weeks off, but I was working all the time, all the time. Yeah. It's not a real, you can't live because you're not as present, you know, because even when you're doing things, you're like, Oh, did I remember to do this? Did I remember to, Oh, I have to do this. And it's like, your head's not there. Not completely know? there. Yeah. Yeah. I have one. Are you more, what type of traveler are you more are you more like the foodie type traveler or do you like more like adventurous stuff um a little bit of both i think i mean i like the i mean i like the i like the good food for sure um um and i mean it just depends where you're going to well, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll tell you where I'm going. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I was gonna highly recommend, like, also Vietnam, yes, but definitely do Philippines. Oh. Oh, and and so we went there, and the place that we went was like Coron first, but it was that's kind of more touristy. But when we got there, there was some kind of tsunami storm going on, so we ended up leaving there because it was just ra gonna rain for a week straight, and we went to this other island. Um, do you remember what the name was? I don't remember. I, just I forget the name, but it was, it was Cebu. That's what it was. Cebu. Uh -huh. so we went to Cebu and it was the best place I've ever been. And one of the few places I would want to go again, just because it was not very touristy, honestly. And which like is that. good and bad. It, it's amazing because I love non-tourist stuff. It also means there's not a lot of infrastructure, mm. which, but it's cool because it, it makes it like an adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we went there and it's some of the like once in a lifetime things I've ever done. I went like swimming with the huge whales. I forget the official like name. Right next to the whale with like his hands this, on the whale. Like this close to my face. It was, I saw the video. I didn't go to the Philippines myself. But I it, still have the video. It's it amazing. was, I mean, it looked incredible. Like he literally had this whale right in his face. It, and it was huge. And then like, and then we went to these waterfalls, Kawasan, I think. And uh, they do this canyoneering. I don't know if you've heard of it. And canyoneering, you basically jump all these waterfalls that range from anywhere from 10 to 30 feet. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. It, it, <laughs> I don't it, like heights. I don't either. I hate heights. That's part of the reason that I did that. So I was just like, oh, well, at least like it's the water. And I asked the guy before, has anyone ever gotten like injured or died here? And he was like, no, not, nothing like that's ever happened because, it's, you know, it's in the water. It's safe. And so I was after that, I was like, okay, this is a good place to do it. So like oh I did God, all the jumps. How did that feel? It was amazing. The last jump was the scariest because the last jump is like 30 something feet. And like you, you even take your helmet off because if you jump with the helmet, it can give you whiplash. Oh. Um, so, so they take the helmet off and like the only smart thing I did was I, don't, I didn't think too long. So I looked real quick and I was like, oh, oof, no, no. And I was like, okay, go. That, that's the key. The moment you think a little bit, you're not doing it anymore. Like you're going to be there for 15 minutes, but it's, it's by far the best trip I've ever done. And the people are maybe the most friendly people I've ever met on just the most friendly people you've ever met, like real deep kindness, not that polite surface level stuff, like actual, like you can see the kindness, you can feel it. You and the know? food is great too, right? Because my great uncle, is married to a Filipino woman, and she's such a great cook. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't try a ton of the food, and if I'm gonna be completely honest, and it's gonna sound very un-European, 
I'm uh, I'm not a huge foodie myself. No. Well, I, I like I cook for myself. But it's the most basic stuff you'll ever see. It's like pasta bolognese, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, but if you go, I mean, if you go to Thailand, Thai food is delicious. I, I love. I actually did like the Thai food. I wasn't crazy about pad Thai. Pad Thai, I had every day. I love pad Thai. I, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. No. I love thai food. I wasn't crazy about it, but um. But anyway, let's back to one of the questions. I, I could talk about traveling. Right, forever. Yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> the last one of the last one of the questions I wanted to ask you too was with all that going on, like, how do you balance that? Or is there really not much of a balance? Like, how do you balance your life and kind of, you know, your personal life and like those things with this hectic schedule? Like, how, how do you do that? Uh, as I was saying, when we started talking, it's, it's really hard because you fall into that mechanism of how things work here. And it's just work, 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 work and nothing else but work and it's there hasn't been a lot of balance because all i do is work and it's one of the things that i have in my head and especially right that's why i'm enjoying this moment so much and i really want to make a point to 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 like try and have more of a personal life um because time flies and when you turn around 13 years have gone by right yeah. and it's like okay, yeah, I've done all this work, I've done, but I mean, what about, you know, my life? So I do want to, it, it's, it's hard to do because you get consumed by work, but I do want to try and make an effort because, I mean, even weekends I work, I work all the time. I get, I, the minute I wake up, it's emails. The minute I go to bed, the last thing is an email, you know? Um, and weekends the same. So it's, it's, I want to, I want to change that. I want to, you know, start giving myself a little bit of time. I got the puppy and it's going to be two actually. Yeah. So I'm going to have to take time to go out and take them walking and doing stuff. And that's going to have to, it's going to take me out of being all the time working. Well, what, what, yeah, what, what are some things like that you like to do? I, I know we were talking about reading earlier. Um, like, like what are some things that, you know, like if you had a weekend free that you want to do, or maybe even something that you'd like to pick up. Um, I'd like, I like, uh, I love to read, of course, watch films and shows, but then again, that's also kind of work, right? Yeah, because you like but thinking. I like it. Um, I like yoga. I used to be a yoga instructor, actually, before I became a casting oh, really? director. Yeah. Oh, that explains like Thailand would be like a dream then. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, um, I stopped doing it and I got injured in my back. So, mm. but I want to get back into that um, meditation. I want to do, and more than I'm doing it right. I mean, I'm doing right now every day, at least once or twice a day. And I'm doing all these different, you know, all these, I've been inviting to all this, even, you know, um, capitalistic meditations. I mean, all sorts of different meditations. Yeah. And it's amazing. So I want to keep doing that every day. Give myself the time, you know, I mean, give yourself 10 minutes to just sit down and meditate for goodness sake. Right. That's no, because we start our day and it's like, boom, and that, 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 that all the time. I mean, nonstop until you get about and you sleep. I mean, it, and then you can't sleep because you're, I mean, no, it's terrible. That, that, I feel like that's really good advice for anyone, for anyone in as a human, but also as an entertainment industry, 
especially because we were talking about it was, it's so up and down, there's so much uncertainty and that can really mess with someone's mind. And, and in the entertainment industry is not the healthiest mental health industry mm-hmm. always. And, and mental health is something that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I like what you're saying about the meditation, how important that is and yoga. Like I, I, I do yoga as well, just to just get more personal, but like I used to get a lot of panic attacks and, mm-hmm. uh, yoga helped me so much, like getting rid of that really. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I've had, I've had panic attacks, um, too, I think. Scary, huh? I mean, I mean, in this world right now, I mean, I have my 18-year-old niece, my brother's uh, daughter is staying with me right now. Um, thank goodness. Otherwise, I will be completely alone in this quarantine. <laughs> oh, I think um, that would be for some people now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So thank, thank goodness. But she's 18 and she already suffers panic attacks. It's, it's, it's this world, you know? It's just, the phones, constantly the phones, like drugs. Constant like, stimulation, crazy and there's no human contact you know it's 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 so it, i think it's important it's important to, to to yes have a spiritual connection i think i think that's super important honestly like internal you know connect with yourself because we're so out we're just living outside of ourselves yeah and we're so especially in, in my opinion in america especially it's so results oriented, goal oriented, get on that treadmill, get that next medal, get that money, blah, 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 blah. Hustle um, is like, is like put on a pedestal where like, I see this on social media all the time, drives me nuts. Where hustling is like, oh, you're so proud to, to get four hours of sleep and just wreck your health to hustle. It's like, come on, dude. Like, Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's so horrible. It's, hopefully this, this quarantine in a way will be a nice thing eventually, not now, obviously for a lot of people, but eventually to like, see like, Hey, what's really important. Let's slow things down. Exactly. That's what, what we started talking about in the beginning. So hopefully hopefully it will make people like really reflect on their lives on, on themselves and what's important. And just how fickle things are as well. I think for me, just realizing how, quick things can change how fickle life can be and, and yeah. breath and enjoy the moment instead yeah. of constantly being so future oriented. Exactly. The moment, enjoy the moment because we don't know. I mean, tomorrow we might not be here. Right. I mean, just, I think that hits home. Yeah. That hits home for a lot of people, especially in this time right now that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And, um, I just go back to gratitude. Yeah. I keep thinking that great gratitude is a very, very good practice. It's really good for actors and, and people in the entertainment industry to think about because I know, especially in this industry, people are so focused on once I get here, I'm going to relax. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, hey, let's enjoy it now, you know, because. Yeah, and, and there's always something else. Always something. Yeah. yeah. There's always something else. I want to get to the top of the mountain. And once you're there, you see there are how many more mountains to climb, right? It's enjoy the moment, enjoy the, the journey of your life wherever stage you, and, 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 you know, in one of these meditations, um, there's this parable, uh, about, you know, this too shall pass. And it's really, I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, and it's true. This too shall pass, not only the bad stuff, but also the good stuff. You know, sometimes you're up here and you're doing great. That too shall pass. So we need to 
learn to be grateful for the moments we have and know that it's sometimes it's going to be great and you're going to have great things and sometimes it's not going to be that great but but that's just the way life is yeah that's that's really great honestly and that's really great advice it's it's very um almost buddhist and i'm just coming back to that book that i told you in the beginning about um just because it talks literally what you just said one of the senses was verbatim what was in there like yeah. if you're really high or low it's not permanent either way permanent either way no i, I love buddhism i've read i read a lot of buddhism so okay yeah maybe that's why but but yeah it's true i mean you might be up here and then suddenly you're down here you know it's it's gonna change all the time yeah i mean you've basically answered the last question that i was gonna ask which is yeah yeah i was gonna say like is there anything um kind of inspirational or like a message that you have for you know people in the entertainment industry actors especially during corona now which is just adding so much uncertainty and and even like so so especially i know actors are such a huge effect now they're going a little nuts sometimes because a there's nothing going on for them but b their day jobs a lot of times are cut right now too so it's a very stressful time it is it is very stressful and i think the only way to handle it is 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 doing some sort of spiritual practice i think i really i really do believe that you know um and 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 knowing that this will pass just right. having that 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 certainty that this is going to pass and it, it's it's really rough right now but it's not going to stay like that um otherwise i mean yeah you you can drive yourself crazy yeah i mean i've definitely had at least one of those and, and stop watching the news and stop you know i mean if you need to know, find if you need to know just read the news it's not the same thing as watching listening watching and listening to the news it's all that energy yeah all that fear and panic uh vibration and and it really affects you when i got sick i stopped i stopped watching the news and and just the other day i one day i started watching the news and by the end of the day, I was feeling like, you know, like here. And I was like, oh my God, it's just, no, that it's toxic. You know, it's, it's just fear. Yeah. It, it just, you, you start getting into that vibration. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So just take the time, see, try to see the positive in this negative situation. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what well, that would be what, you know, so you have time for yourself you have time to do things you never have time to do just take advantage of that well thank you for coming on carla it's uh it's been really great talking to you it's been really nice actually also talking travel and spirituality i was not expecting to talk about that <laughs> great. I know. I know. Uh, no it was great 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 meeting you yeah, it's great meeting you, and uh, we look forward to seeing your projects uh, even more on TV. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and stay stay safe. I'll send you the 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 parable. Um, you can share it with your actors if you oh, want. I will, I will, I'll, and I'll send you the book I was talking about. You you'd love the book, Book of Joy, amazing. Uh, yeah, maybe one now. day we'll meet in person, and you'll I mean you'll come to the office and we'll hug. Yeah. We'll hug. We'll hug. When we're yeah. allowed to do that finally again. When we're legally allowed to hug again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm here if you need anything. Perfect. Thanks, Carla. Thank you so much, Carla. We'll send some stuff about Vietnam as well.
please do yes that was incredible and philippines too definitely philippines yeah and <laughs> okay thanks Bye. carla that was great that was really fun take yeah take care and uh stay safe stay healthy okay you too thanks so much, bye bye, take bye. Care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay updated on new episodes every week. Check out our show notes for our contact info and social media and hit us up with any questions you may have.